Welcome to Resilient Forward, a podcast created by Bagay Group to educate the public and promote solutions to Florida's most challenging environmental issues. I'm your host, Irela Bagay. I've been a longtime advocate of the environment and the economy. I invite you to join me as we showcase resilient solutions, feature innovative strategies, products, and services from prominent members of the business community, including industry leaders, advocates, and elected officials all engaged in developing and implementing resilient solutions in their community. So I'm really excited to be here with Ultra Music Festival. Yes, you heard it, Ultra Music Festival. And why are we here? Why is Resilient Forward here? Well, we're here with Vivian Belzegai. She is the Senior Sustainability Manager for the Ultra Music Festival. First time, first year, they've had one. I mean, I'm so excited about this yeah, and I'm really excited goodness. that Bagay Group has had, had the opportunity and the privilege to work with you directly mm -hmm. on some of these sustainability initiatives um, and really creating a resilient environment with this festival for the first time. And it all started because the festival was moved from Bayfront Park in downtown Miami to Miami Marine Stadium and the historic Virginia Key Beach. You have worked in this space before, which was brilliant on their part to bring someone who's seasoned, who's had um, festivals here. And, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, just a lot of controversy around this and, and, and what the folks, you know, the critics don't understand or at least refuse to, to acknowledge is the fact that Ultra has done a good job about bringing in experts and bringing in the right people to understand the environment that they're moving into and really doing, I think, above and beyond. And I've worked with a lot of clients in the environmental community and on, on both sides, you know, on, on, on the impact side and, and also on the, on the advocacy side. And I got to tell you, you guys were given this space. You were moved from one space to another and, and you've done an amazing job just really understanding the natural system, bringing in experts, bringing mm -hmm. in PhDs, bringing in sound scientists mm -hmm. on sound um, and, and, and the natural wildlife environment and endangered species just in case and all of that. So, mm -hmm. so it, you, I think you've, you've, done, you've gone way and beyond. Yeah. What any other, I think, festival or any other event I, that they've held in this space has ever been certainly, has ever had to do right yeah certainly any other event that has ever happened here right um that that's a fact <laughs> um you know and maybe even most events that have ever happened in this country <laughs> um but but yeah i mean i i was that's one of the pieces that really um you know t showed me from the beginning that this was a responsibility that they were taking seriously because from the very get-go i was explained that you know we would be hiring the best you know biologists and ecologists and people who really understand not only you know wildlife but specific south florida wildlife and what it is that's happening here so that they could give us a really good understanding of what we were dealing with and how to be responsible and, and respectful around that and and you know i really not just because i'm on the, i'm on the inside i i know this because i'm on the inside but I'm really impressed at, at how much effort has been taken and how much care has been taken on that. Front. I agree with you. And that's why I joined the team too. Um, 
and, and again, it's, it's been a great working on these strategies. And let's talk, let's, let's, let's turn that corner. Yeah. Let's talk about a mission home because it's such a great way to brand our sustainable approach to this festival this year. Um, so give us a little, you know, kind of rundown on what mission home means and some of the um, objectives with regards to your sustainability plan and, and education um, for your fans. Yeah, as I, as I said, I think this was the, the piece that I was most excited about was um, the education piece. And because Ultra has such a huge audience, not only the people that come and enjoy the festival, but also everybody watching online. You know, we have 60,000 attendees, up to 60,000 attendees every day um, here at the festival for three days. And then we have almost 13 million people watching online. That on is amazing. Channels. Yeah. You know, I'm an electronic music fan. You <laughs> I know, love that about I, admit, I admit that. <laughs> and some people now that have been listening to my podcast will be like, really? <laughs> I'm a, I have a very eclectic taste in music, but I love EDM. I mean, it's, and I'm more traditional. So Tiesto and, you know, Dead Mouse and Calvin Harris. See, I know my people. <laughs> but, yeah, but those are my faves. But yeah. let's go back to Mission Home because it's very exciting. And, you know, when you approach um, a place where you're going to go and really enjoy music and you know everything around them lights and everything else but at the same time you're in a natural environment you have to be really conscious of where you are so so vivian you know talk to us about what the fans could expect when they arrive here in on virginia key which is a not so much different environment than biscayne bay and bayfront but it is with regards to the natural areas, the beach, and also, you know, just the special historic significance of Virginia, of the historic Virginia Key Beach. Virginia Key Beach Park and Marine Stadium both have um, a, a very unique environmental, um, you know, space and, and very unique significance um, historically. So for those who don't know, Virginia Key Beach Park was deemed historic because uh, the African-American community um, used to use this beach as uh, their pretty much only haven in this, in this you know, paradise that was Miami and that, that still kind of is Miami. But back then when, you know, South Beach wasn't what it was and, and everything, all of the beaches were, were still being developed, they did not have access to those beaches because Miami was segregated back then. And so... Um, you know, this, this beach was very significant for the African-American community because they, um, it was the one beach that they were, they were allowed to, to be, they were allowed to be, to be here and, and, just and, be and free, free, you know? exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's funny because, you know, I was reading, reading up more on, on, on the history, you know, I'm born and raised in Miami and, and I knew a little bit about historic Virginia Key Beach, but, uh, a lot of our immigrants and our, you know, from South America and the Cubans would also also use this beach mm -hmm. as their, you know, place to recreate. So bringing it back to Mission Home and uh, the sustainability initiatives, because I'm I'm really excited about what um, what you all have created and um, the commitment you've made to ensure that you've you you really take good care of 
you know the space that that you're work you're working in and and that you've that that you've uh, decided to host this festival mm -hmm. and also the fact that you know you have a lot of people coming to a place and um, there's going to be a lot of consumption mm -hmm. of you know water and food and whatnot which is typical of any other festival mm -hmm. anywhere um, what new initiatives have you incorporated into Mission Home to this new, new um, environmental sustainability concept that um, can help us really leave no trace mm -hmm. because that's your main goal mm -hmm. is for folks to come in and leave no trace and leave this how it was or even better than it was mm -hmm. before. Right. So there's so many, um, but you know, the entire Mission Home campaign really, you know, the, the idea is that it's an education and awareness campaign, not only for our attendees, but also, you know, for events in general. Um, that's kind of the vision behind it, is that um, it be kind of a, a footprint for how you can have an event and still be respectful to the environment. Um, so, you know, there's, there's two segments of that, right? There's like what we can do as an organization that um, you know minimizes our environmental impact, and then what attendees can do to support that. Um, so, so that really has has kind of been where you know where we first looked, um, and and of course the attendee piece is the one that really has the ability to make the most impact because not only um, are we educating them how to be more respectful here when they're with us at the event but then also how to be more respectful of the planet in general when they leave the event. That's, that's really kind of the vision behind that piece. And so, as you said, Leave No Traces is the you know, biggest pillar of that. Um, and Leave No Trace is something actually that was created by um, people who backpacked a lot and who were in the outdoors and realized that um, you know, along hiking trails in you know, national parks and state parks, that there was a lot of trash, you know, and, and they decided to create this, this movement to um, bring awareness to the fact that when we're in nature, we have to be more respectful. But then again, also, when you're even not in nature, you should be respectful. So that's where Leave No Trace came from. And, and the, um, the concept is not just, you know, don't litter. It's, it's don't, don't be disrespectful. Don't, um, you know, carve your name into a tree. Don't uh, harass a... Um, you know, a, a wildlife, you know, yeah. or, or an animal that comes up to you. Um, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't pick flowers. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like just appreciate things the and, way they and, are. Yeah. Stop, you know, having to take or to, um, impact, know, impact. Exactly. And so, so that's what leave no trace is about. But of course the biggest thing obviously is like, don't leave your trash everywhere, you know, and, and it's something that's difficult, you know, at these festivals, I'll, I'll admit, you know, like it's, it's hard when you're in a big crowd and you can't have a trash can next to every single person. Obviously you can't even have trash cans in those crowds in, in most places because they'll get knocked over. People will stand on them. Right. You know, there, there's reasons why there's, there's not trash cans all over the place, but you know, be personally responsible for your space and you know, maybe drop it on the ground if you need to, but pick it up on your way out and drop it on, on a, in a trash can on your way out. So, so that's one of the things that we're really trying to educate. And I think we've done a, a really good job in our um, social media 
uh, hosts of talking about Leave No Trace. Um, it was part of the first, purposely the, the first big post that we did on pollution prevention, which was our first objective. And, um, and yeah, you know, I, I think that by now there, there's no way that somebody who walks into our festival hasn't seen it, not only because of what we've done online, but because we've put up these enormous signs everywhere <laughs> right. that, uh, you know, are, are making sure that people see it. So, and let's talk a little bit about pollution prevention. Um, you've partnered with Clean Vibes, which is a, a firm a company, but it's it's they act like a nonprofit, <laughs> interestingly enough, because they're doing good and they're making money. And what they what their focus is is they they help you with your volunteers. They create this whole volunteer educational campaign around pollution prevention and um, cleanup and um, on site waste management practices. So, right. what will they be doing? And how you know when your fans are here, how do they are they going to be around? Are they going to you know interact? Absolutely. So it, it, to your point, um, yes, you know, it, it's as if they were a nonprofit because the mission is so amazing. Um, and I'm glad they are able to make money doing these things because they, they deserve it. Um, it's, uh, you know, they, they basically focus on responsible on-site waste management of large outdoor festivals. So they've done festivals up to 100,000 attendees wow. in a day and more. Mm -hmm. Um, huge festivals all over the country. And so it's not only Leave No Trace, um, but it's also like the full implementation of recycling and composting programs to divert waste from going to landfills, which is just so huge. That's they've, great. Yeah, they've diverted over 18 million pounds of trash since they started tracking. And they had some festivals that they had already worked before. That wow. I'm sure. so, and so there, are we going to be composting here? We are going to be composting. Wow. Yeah, very, you know, small program because we want to make sure we can do it right. And it's the first time that we're doing this. So we're, we're doing just the um, front of house, um, you know, on the ground um, composting of food waste that comes from the attendees, which is still a, an enormous amount um, of volume, but we're we're doing that, and then we hope to expand it in future years to include back-of-house waste as well. But I have to tell you, Vivian, I mean, I don't think I've, I've heard of any festival lately or recently that has really incorporated composting of this, of this size right. and in Miami. Successfully. I think mm -hmm. that's the thing, and that's the reason why we wanted to bring on Clean Vibes, because just like recycling, you know, I, I think a lot of, I know a lot of festivals say that they recycle, but if... Recycling is a very delicate process, as you know, and so if if the process is not executed properly on the ground, then that, you know, that recycling is not actually getting recycled. If it gets to the recycling facility and it's not properly sorted and it's contaminated with food or, or liquid, then they're not going to take it. And That's so true. our, you know, our mission was to make sure that we did this properly. And so bringing on Clean Vibes was a, a huge part of that because we knew that they really know how to do this. And well, so another group of experts that you're working with. Exactly. That, um, I, you know, again, I have to give you credit for doing that. And you know, there's, there's, um, there's, we, we're surrounded by water, mm -hmm. beach, mm -hmm. primarily, and so you know, the whole use of plastics and polystyrene and all of that. Talk to me about what you guys are doing to prevent some of that impact. I know it's hard. The first year, so bottles are something that are still going to be around. But right. I know you're encouraging folks to bring, um, you know, their own. Water their, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. So any hydration packs, like empty hydration packs have always been allowed. Not always, but as we did the, or as we incorporated the free water refill program, um, empty hydration packs are allowed and we're really encouraging that. Unfortunately, we still have plastic water bottles, but um, we've actually completely eradicated plastic cups, which was to me a huge win. That's think, great. You know, it, unfortunately, you know, when, when you left Ultra, you know, in years past, that's that's what you saw was just a lot of plastic cups. And it was hard all over the place. People like me. Um, so, yeah, you know, no more plastic cups. Every cup that is that is passed out will be paper and all beer will be served in aluminum cans, which are all highly recyclable. So that's great. Um, and then the, the water bottles will be recycled as well. And, and we really, um, you know, went through a, a rigorous process of making sure that our recycler, who is Waste Connections, has, you know, will be recycling that and that it will be domestically recycled. And, oh, great. And that's something that that's I, huge. I'm really proud of. Yeah. So, you know, as much as plastic is not ideal, at least we know that it's not going into a landfill or, or sit there forever. Right. Um, so that's exciting. We've also completely banned plastic straws. Uh, we've told all of our food vendors that they cannot bring anything plastic. Um, they are actually required to bring compostable, like backyard compostable um, food service wear. So that's exciting. And then we also banned balloons, confetti, and streamers, which is huge. Confetti was a really, really big part of the festival. And, you know, people were were sad to, to lose but, the confetti. But, but, you know, think about where you are now. I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're sad, but don't be sad. Yeah. Because sad is seeing wildlife impacted in our natural area. This is a beautiful place mm -hmm. impacted by, you know, just... Paper, paper, and waste, like, oh, and just it paper. looks terrible. Mm -hmm. And you know, we don't, we, you know, we, we have, we're still gonna have fireworks. We're mm -hmm. still gonna have, you know, lights everywhere. It's still gonna be amazing. Mm -hmm. So you're not gonna miss it. Trust me. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of the fireworks, actually, this was another thing that that you know they, there was some you know dispute about in in the community is that you know we said we're using. Uh, close proximity pyrotechnic alternatives to fireworks that are perchlorate free and completely self-consuming. So what that means is that these are fireworks that were that are created to be used indoors, and and they're still they look like fireworks. You won't know the difference. They're literally just you know a special kind of kind of lower grade fireworks so that you can um, you know that what they're intended for is to be used indoors so that people don't, right. um, you know, inhale a lot of smoke so that they don't leave debris that can, you know, burn people on the way down that, that won't, you know, that'll make it to the ground. So it's actually better for us. It's way better for us. It's way better for the environment. And right. And, and again, you know, we have wildlife here, Yeah, exactly. you know, so let's get into why there's no beach access right. because there's a reason why. Right. The, the, the most important reason why is wildlife. We have some sensitive um, ecosystems. It's a very sensitive ecosystem. We have we endangered species and, and so forth. So we don't want to impact anything that might, you know, impact, a, 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 you know, an endangered species primarily, right? Absolutely. So, so this beach has been known to um, be a nesting ground for leatherback sea turtles, which are endangered. And, uh, um, you know, that was something that, that we took very seriously. 
you know, we, we definitely did not want to impact that, even though turtle nesting season doesn't technically start until May, but they have been known sometimes to come early, very rarely. Um, and, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were not, um, you know, anywhere near there with that, yeah. anywhere near there. And I, I think also, you know, to me, like it was one of the, the pretty much deal breakers of like uh, me coming onto the team. I was just like, you know, this is the, the thing that, that has me convinced that this is possible is that there is no beach access because controlling that amount of pollution in a place where the water will come up and scoop it up within, you know, every few hours if the tide comes up then. And that was just something that, you know, I was not willing to even be a part of or be responsible for. And um, it was something that the organization, by the way, had, to be clear, had already done before I came on. That was just one of the things that, I, that made me feel like... Yeah, okay. early on. Early yeah. on, that was something that yeah, was agreed that was right upon. So, yeah. so and, and of course, no. first of all, you can't, you know, there's so many laws around, you know, just the harming endangered species that you might as you, you, you just don't even want to yeah, touch that. So anything you can do to like prevent that is, is a good thing. And Absolutely. so again, I can't emphasize that enough to our fans mm -hmm. that this is why there's no beach access. You want to go to the beach, go to Miami beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, for the after party. go to another go to beach. Party. Go to another beach. <laughs> this is, this beach has no access. It's, it's just strictly music and fun. Yep. And you can see it again, like you said before, and you know, there's, there's other eco sensitive areas here on the property as well. So there's the, the dunes that are right, um, you know, before you get to the beach, those are all outside of the fence line, literally right outside. So you can still see them. They're nice. They have these beautiful sea grape trees and all of this, you know, different grasses and it's beautiful, but that's also sensitive. So we didn't want to touch that. And then on the property, there are multiple wetlands um, that have, you know, different kinds of wildlife in them. And we didn't want to touch those either. So we, we fenced those and made sure that those were inaccessible, but also that the wildlife was, you know, still safe and able to travel back and forth. And, you know, there, there was so much, again, that went into the, the um, you know, planning. And, and like we had talked about before, having the experts here was really what was able to allow us to understand what was needed for that. So, so something that I was, you know, really, impressed with is ultra community engagement. And, and, and it's not just because they, they moved here to Virginia Key. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been part of the community and doing a lots of things with our community in general, mm -hmm. with other community groups and um, participating in, in um, you know, kids related activities and going to even um, senior citizens and working with them and like really giving back to our community. I mean, you know, the founders are from here. So, you know, it's just, of course, it's a give, you know, you, you want to give back to, to where you're from. But moving to Virginia Key gave you an opportunity to partner with some local organizations that are engaged in beach cleanups and, you know, just um, advocating and educating folks to go plastic free. Mm -hmm. And so give us some 
give us some background on, on, on that and, and some of the folks you've been working with. Absolutely. So um, that was actually one of the other things that, that made me feel safe about, <laughs> about coming onto this, uh, this job was uh, the fact that there was already an established partnership with volunteercleanup.org, Debris Free Oceans, and the Surfrider Foundation local chapter. Um, and yeah, those, those are, you know, if you don't, if you don't know those organizations, they're really the, the kind of change makers and the, um, the, the people who are super, super involved here locally in, um, like you're saying, in either cleaning up the beaches or eradicating plastic from our systems, um, you know, all, all sorts of really incredible stuff these, these organizations have done. And so I've had the privilege of, of working with their, their leaders, really the, the founders of each one and for Surfrider, the, the local vice chair. Um, and yeah, they were, they were so great at, um, you know, just guiding us and advising us on the best practices for um, incorporating these initiatives, how to make sure that we, you know, not only said it, but did it right. And, um, and they, they were the, the original um, guidance before you and I came on, right. Of like, you know, the, the kind of must haves, you know, I think that's where the no beach access came from and, and um, you know, that, that and other, other um, internal initiatives as well. But um, you know, there was, there was uh, a lot that came from those original conversations with those um, organizations. And then throughout the, the whole time, they've, you know, been checking up on us, keeping us honest, you know, how are you guys doing? How, what's, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? And, and it's really kept us on our toes and it's been great to have that. Um, and also to have them to reach out to, you know, like anytime that, that there was, there were, you know, some questions about how to get things done locally or how to, um, you know, how, how to properly, you know, do something. They, they had experience in, in working with other events and, and had great advice for us. So they've been awesome. Yeah. And I know some of them personally, and mm -hmm. they're really good people and care so much. Yeah. I work with them on, on lots of Biscayne Bay advocacy um, work that I do, which we're surrounded. This mm -hmm. area is surrounded by Biscayne Bay, mm -hmm. which is our, one of our most treasured treasures. I always say the environment is the economy, and certainly um, Ultra is benefiting from being surrounded by a beautiful Biscayne Bay, and we want to keep it that way. Absolutely. And um, I mean, there's, it's just, you can't, you can't put a price to partying in paradise, honestly, mm -hmm. I have to say. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, um, getting here is going to be an interesting challenge mm -hmm. for many folks, um, as opposed to before. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you've incorporated some traffic mitigation initiatives and you're really highly encouraging folks to take public transportation. Mm -hmm. And um, for the first time this year, actually, we have, I think you have a partnership with Brightline, um, mm -hmm. which is the new train that um, is connecting West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami. Mm -hmm. So not only can you come from West Palm if you're coming from that close, mm -hmm. but if you're coming from far away, you want to go check out Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. and also West Palm, you have the ability to do so as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to um, experience, you know, South Florida yeah. other than Miami and um, as well as the, 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 the Metro Rail Station, Miami-Dade County Transit System is keeping the, uh, the rail open late. Correct. And I know that people can Uber in. Mm -hmm. They can't Uber out. Correct. 
Um, and there'll be shuttles, mm -hmm. which we highly encourage mm -hmm. by water and by road. Right. And please look at the traffic mitigation plan. And you know what the great thing about this and how we can wrap this up in a sustainability uh, bow mm -hmm. is that we're lowering our carbon footprint yeah. by doing this. Certainly. And, you know, maybe this is the first year we're going to start being, being able to even measure this environmental, um, the, the, the least amount of environmental impacts that you'll be making um, as opposed to previous years. Absolutely. So, so yes, you know, the, the, the simple fact that Ultra has invested in providing a free shuttle service from multiple spots in the city uh, that will, that will bring so many attendees here is, is just a, a testament to, to, um, you know, how, how much they really want this, this location to work and, and how, um, you know, how willing they are to, to make it, you know, accessible to fans to, mm -hmm. to get here. Um, so that's exciting. And then, um, yeah, to your point, you know, having mass transit is the, is the best way, obviously, to reduce carbon footprint. Um, you know, there, there will be um, not just, you know, the, the shuttles, but like you said, also the water taxis. And, and these are, you know, these are all like, local partners that have been um, trusted locally to to do this for you know other huge events you know the the waste reduction efforts on on behalf of the festival are also um, you know kind of huge one of the the big pieces because this is uh this is you know not just about how um attendees can reduce their waste but how the festival can really look at innovating its own uh, internally uh, yeah. right you've done a lot internally even with your vendors absolutely so the vendors have all of these new rules that they have to follow um the uh the you know the water refill station program is a huge piece of that uh we're expanding that to make sure that um we're we're mitigating the um plastic water bottle use as much as we can I believe it's something over 225,000 water bottles that will be reduced by our um, increased water stations. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I that's mean, that's huge, that's very, huge. very, you know, I mean, that's something to congratulate you on yeah. already. Yeah. The yeah. fact that you've incorporated that. And, and another thing, you have an eco village. Right. That I think through years from now will probably get bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. I'm sure. But um, give us some idea of maybe some of your partners this year and, yeah, and so how you the, expect to grow that. Yeah, the same partners that we talked about before, volunteercleanup.org, Debris Free Oceans, and Surfrider, they'll be at the Eco Village. We also have the Historic Virginia Key Beach Park is going to be represented there. Um, we made some local partnerships with a company called Lean Orb, which they create. Um, you know, kind of high quality compostable food service ware. So they don't only create or source, source this um, food service where they test it and make sure that it truly does compost, that it truly does break down um, quickly and efficiently. And so, um, so we partnered with them. They'll be there as well as Miami is Not Plastic, which is an associated um you know, local organization that's that's amazing, trying to eradicate plastic from all of our, um, you know, different businesses locally. Uh, the March for Science will be there. 
Uh, we'll have uh, some organic skincare products that will be there. I mean, we're just trying to showcase kind of cool. all the different, um, you know, elements of sustainability. Which that, is fantastic. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's a, it, it could some it's something that could like even grow, and it's it's also a place where, you know, your fans can come and learn, mm -hmm. and even volunteer and partner with others, and um, and and even you know, look into buying some wares and and incorporating some of that lifestyle into their own daily lives mm -hmm. i think it's great so these potentials for those potential sponsors for next year <laughs> there there may be room for you if you have a, an, an innovative green sustainable product Absolutely. that you may want to partner with ultra with um this has been great yeah, i mean i think we've covered all of our yeah. objectives yeah. <laughs> under mission home i'm so excited i can't wait um and i know that folks will really find this place incredibly special and treat it that way. Um, I always end this podcast, it's called Resilient Forward, with one question. All the guests answer that question. And I ask, what does resilience mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. Resilience means that you know, we survive this thing, you know, like that we not only survive, but we thrive in this challenge that we're presented with. I think that, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people are realizing that, that this challenge is real, but a lot of humanity just hasn't realized it yet. And, and I'm happy to see that sustainability is becoming, you know, more and more on the forefront, um, you know, and, and that is what, what gives me hope for resilience, you know, re resilience is going to be when sustainability is mainstream and, everyone's doing it and everybody's being personally responsible and we're you know reversing some of the damage that we've done and able to you know get our planet to a healthy place again that's that's what i see it as and that's what i hope that we're doing um you know with ultra that's, that's where where it really makes sense to me to be you know working so hard on these initiatives because it's events like these that have the ability to impact so many people at at once and so that's that's what i hope is is for resilience coming out of wonderful it's been such a pleasure vivian working with you on this challenge initiative um i'm, a, I'm an ultra i'm an electronic music fan so it wasn't too hard for me to like <laughs> jump on and um primarily because there was such a good commitment towards a sustainable um festival this year so um we are excited we're optimistic mm -hmm. and we will be celebrating yet again next year here we hope so yes thank you so much thank for joining you. us on our podcast thank you for joining us on this episode of resilient forward you can listen to other podcasts at resilientforward.com and follow us on Twitter at ResilientFWD. If you're interested in sponsoring our show or know someone who we should feature, please contact us. Remember, our environment is our economy.